Hey everybody, it's Justin and Tiana and Sarah. I swear they're here. Hi. Hi. See, they're here. <laughs> uh, it is time for our rundown of episode two of yes. The Handmaid's Tale. So, real quick, first thoughts, episode two. So cool. Interesting I s- cameos. I spent a lot of this episode thinking like, okay, this is the time. That it's going to go terribly wrong. Okay, this is the time that it's going to go wrong. Well, there were a lot of things that went terrible in this episode. Yeah. This was a particularly, like... I don't uh, know. I just... There were there were multiple points at which I was totally wrong about, like, this being the time that, like, that vehicle is not going where she thinks it's going. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. Yes. No, there was not, not much of that. But there was a lot of... Uh, like, generally, this show has not been one for whatever reason. Just because it's been more creepy than sad. But like this episode, you were like, "This is awful." Yeah, like bleak. I mean, last episode too, but <laughs> like this for real. Yeah, was like, this one oh. was more depressing than yeah. terrifying. Yeah, this was super sad. But there were some satisfying parts. Yes, a little you handmade know. vengeance. Felt never good. hurt nobody. <laughs> I know Janine shows up. Janine, get to see her face. Woo-hoo. All right. No, I did not see the handmaid's vengeance coming. I will say no. that. I didn't either. I was like, genuinely shocked. No, so well done. I let out a really dramatic, <gasps> no. and I was mm-hmm. watching this in the airport, so people were staring. <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, the end of this episode in the airport, not a great place to be watching I that. Oh, I would imagine. I was very uncomfortable no. boarding the plane shortly afterward. Yes. No, that would not be good. Um. So, yeah, there was a lot that we got through in this episode. A lot of Emily backstory, which was awesome. So cool. In a terrible kind of way. Yeah. Um, We got Marissa Tomei. And what this episode told me is that we could only afford Marissa Tomei for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And also what it told me is... like superhero ants. And I often have this. I had this feeling when I watched uh, Star Wars, the most recent one, which we won't talk about, Sarah. Uh Uh-uh. There's, there's <clears> already <throat> been too much. There's not too. There's never too much. There was. Star Wars. There was a very, very Long, intense, texting. lengthy text conversation between me and Sarah's husband through Sarah. Yes, <laughs> which was great. I know it just kept going. I thought, okay, one oh, of them is going to stop. Why don't you just text him directly? I know. Why I would have you his do phone that? I should just ask for it. It, it was yeah. great. I, I kept looking. I kept thinking about Sarah being in the, in the middle of this, going, "Oh my god, you two are the <sighs> Why biggest." Why didn't you just text phone numbers well, to both of them? I should have at some point, but I was. She mildly, thought one of us was going to tap out at one point. I was hoping nobody was oh backing down. And I know that being married to somebody who loves Star Wars so much, it, this is. This is a tragedy. Thing you're but just gonna have to live with. I forever. do not. I think they're fine movies. Don't say the words that you're about to say. They're fine. Like, but I'm not in a place of love that I, I've witnessed other people have. Again, just for I'm everybody, give because you... you can't see us, Sarah is saying this in the most earnest way, <laughs> right in front of my original Star Wars poster. Yes, it's right over her shoulder yep. as she's talking. Oh, no. I know the company I'm in. I'm aware <laughs> of my audience. You. What year were you born? 1983. Okay. I'm going to give you a generational pass. Because again, much like... Sarah's only a year younger than me. It's fine. That and... I don't give you a pass. That and Tim and I were born weeks apart, and he is obsessed with I don't know. Then you get no pass, and you're wrong. And he made me watch all six of them, because there were only six at the time when we first started dating. I mean, you could have skipped three of those. I know, and he knew that too, but he really felt that I needed the whole experience no don't need to be a completist and he wanted me to know all of the story and now you know much you more can know about all international of the story. trade federations than you ever thought you were you can know about. all of the story by skipping episodes one through three and watching the 20 minute snippets of them on youtube that's the way to go that's the one i've seen some of those there's snippets. a 20 there's a 20 minute like collection that gives you the entire story with no jar jar binks no yeah. lots of annoying things jar jar. you you understand perfectly what is going on you get all the information you need and you're See, out in but 20 this minutes this was in 2006 when we first started dating so. they're all young and in love mm-hmm. and shit yeah i don't know you'd have like... to be really hot to get me to watch those three i liked him Tim? a lot Tim's pretty cute yeah he's all he's all right i don't know so in addition to them only being a little for marissa tomei for this episode i also got the feeling as i do often when you have a actor that does mostly film come and do a television show um i got not this is the same way but in star wars benicio del toro was in star wars the last jedi and it's one of those moments where someone comes on screen that is clearly in a different caliber of acting than everyone else that's involved (laughs) and you're like 
oh, this is just Michio Lotoro, like, probably on his day off going, I'm going to go do fun Star Wars things before I can do all this regular crap I do. <sighs> so here I go. And he was amazing. Like, just as this stupid, like, right. pretty much pointless character in the story. Uh, and Marissa Tomei is kind of the same way, right? She came out and you're just watching her and you're like, oh, that's why I have an Oscar, I see. Um, <laughs> and not that any, you know, because yeah, Alexis I mean, Bledel is amazing. on this show is and Everybody's amazing. amazing, but you just got to see that there's a, there's kind of a different thing. And I don't know what it is between. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's a different caliber of, you know, professionalism or acting, but I see what you're getting at. Like a different yeah. presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is Aura. Different. Yes, it just felt different to me, like watching her. Yeah, and maybe it it's did, just because it we haven't seen her. It did feel a little less like accessible. I don't know hmm. how to explain what I mean. <laughs> I it get felt. That. Well, yeah. that's why I have a podcast, so we. But can I say thought it was. A, I thought it was appropriate for her to seem, you know, a little less in touch with reality because she, she was a, a wife. She was a wife who was totally in. Man, that was not you know? what I was expecting from her. She was all in. She was not a wife that like. Had an affair because that was her way of like getting out, you know, rebelling. being a human, and she needed that. Like she had an affair, and she sees that as a personal weakness yep. in her situation. She's and praying the second she gets yeah, there at the foot of the bed. Yeah, it was a yeah. Neat... So I did not see the revenge happening. No, but it was very satisfying. All. Oh my gosh, not at all. Um, and then all of also, it, the I feel whole... like Emily just deserves to get some shit out. Right, yeah. she does. She's, she's got been a lot. through a lot. She's got a lot. Although she, you know, she's got. She did smash that one dude's head with the car like a melon. For those keeping score at home, Emily two, everyone else zero. Yeah, true. She's got the body count going. True story. Two that we know about. <laughs> she was around for a while. So although she no longer has some female genitalia, so mm. that would I, put the rage. Yeah, that's in true. You. Emily two, Gilead one. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. Didn't think about that one. One thousand. And once again, Aunt Lydia said, "Oh, really?" And then uh, that episode true, was man. Aunt Lydia. Yeah, I just at oh work there is God. a friend of mine who she just started watching the first season last week. Oh yeah. Mm. And she posted it on Facebook. She says, "All right, I finally have time to get into this." And I was like, ha, 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 ha. "We'll talk tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> she just came to me and she is like, your "So she hadn't read the book." So oh. she is, and so that so was all. That was very interesting to me. Really, that someone who has zero frame of reference for the show, because so this is the first thing she says. I had to stop in the first five minutes and pause it and close it because I thought I started the wrong thing. Because she's like, I thought for real I was getting something from like back in colonial times, and I was like, ha, 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 no, nope. you are not. <laughs> she's up. like, that messed with my head. And I was like, yes, it's supposed to. And then she just, it was just Boy, funny. She thinks that first episode messed with her head. Wait till episode three. Whoa. That's what I kept telling her. Everyone, episode three is my favorite for people to not have gotten to yet. Yes. Because they're like, Same. man, this is like, messed up. What I don't a- want to talk to you about Handmaid's Tale until you've gotten past episode three and <laughs> right. then we can have a conversation. Yeah. Because they tell everybody, like, they dial it down just a bit after episode three. They kind of throw it all in your face and go, look how horrible this is. And then they kind of get you into the story. Well, they do, they you know. I mean, the book takes forever to introduce you to Gilead. And yes. in the show, that they did not do that. No. no the story, the show made a point of going yep. all in right away. Yep. There was no, like, foreplay yes. in so the it show. Was... <laughs> it was just straight into it. No foreplay. Yeah. Just Interesting metaphor. Into it. Well, that'll come in in another conversation we're going to have That's just what came that. to mind. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was just funny to hear someone who has zero frame of reference ask all these questions because she was just like, I don't understand this and this and this and this and this. And I was like, okay, we can. I was like, because then you're trying to figure but out. But you can't explain it. Exactly. Because I mean, then I'm you like, ruin things. well, that'll be like, so... you know, and I don't know if she's one of those people like, I'm one of these people like, I don't want to know anything. Like, if you're telling me anything, yeah, I don't want to know either. Everything Often I want to talk to somebody about all my theories, but I don't want to know if I'm right or wrong. Yeah. Mm. And But my wife is much like this person was, and she was like, oh, you can tell me. I don't care. And I'm like, what is it like no. to be like that? Uh-uh. I'm like that. No. You're like that? Like, mm-hmm. you can just find out it, everything? Now, if it's a situation, like, no. often happens where I didn't see a movie that everybody saw five years ago, it's fine. I understand. Go ahead and tell me about it. It'll be fine. I missed the boat. I'm not for whatever reason because the classic story is I was reading Anna Karenina mm. <laughs> and Nikki goes, did you get to the part where she gets hit by the train yet? <laughs> I was like a third of the way through the book and I was like, well, that was fun. <laughs> She's like, what? It's still a good book. Really? 
You just like blew the book. It's yeah, the journey. Whatever. No, it's not the journey. It is the journey. The, the journey. It's, it's, the, it's the whole thing for me. I can't do it. I don't know why. I'm I do weird. enjoy the journey. All right. So let's get into this thing, shall we? Yes. What do you say? Okay. Um. So episode two, <clears throat> season two. We open it up in another vehicle. I wonder if every show is going to open up in a vehicle. I know. <laughs> oh. As June yeah, in a I didn't truck. Think about that. She's in the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. Back of a truck again. This time she was laying down in like the service truck, mm-hmm. like looking through the slats. Oh, that's right. You know, and so uh, the only thing I can think of is the uh, n- nobody here has seen Mudbound. Was that a I kind of truck down. that they transport animals in, though? No, that was like a service, like electric, almost like an electrician. Oh, some kind of, okay, I can't remember. Some kind of it's, service truck. Man, I should have watched them closer. No, the first episode was all the animal references. Yeah, all the cattle was in first round. But in uh, what were we just talking about? Mudbound. Mudbound at the very end where they have to. Take his body out of the town, and they put him in the wagon on the bottom. That's what that made me think of. Yeah, so she's in the back of the truck, and she it's her it's her inner monologue, and she's basically repeating that maybe Gilead is always with you. Yes, this is the uh, first reference of Gilead is within you. There probably is no out. Yeah, she says, and that has been a big thing that they have hammered home in all of their marketing and all of their interviews. Gilead is within you. You never really escape Gilead, um, mm-hmm. which you actually see uh, later on with some of the. Uh, Canadian scenes we have later. Yeah, um, that's true. That, yes, Gilead is always with you, which you, you know, would think it will be. It's very much a, uh, you know, post-traumatic <laughs> yeah. stress situation. Yeah, it's very, like, POWs. Yes, yeah. for sure. Because they, you know, technically are, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like Gilead thinks the war is over for the most part. Although they did add this nice line of, uh, Gilead is within you, like the spirit of the Lord. Or the commander's cock or cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, June's inner monologue yeah. has really taken it up a notch yes. this yeah. season, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Like, you get little snippets of it here and there in season one, but not to this extent, and I like it a lot. Yes, it's very true. So, truck driver, who looks like, uh, I I had to watch it twice to make sure it wasn't John Voight, but he wasn't. Um, I thought that too. Right, he looked like poor I man didn't John like Voight. double. I didn't double check it because yeah, I, I was like, no, if John sure. Voight was like, in this, we would have heard about. I totally that. would have heard it, but maybe I thought it was like, oh, they threw in this yeah, like random no, really, cameo yeah. of John Voight, and I was like, nope. But he did like when he first gets out of the truck. So he takes her, and you don't really know where the hell they're at. It's just again a random building <laughs> in the yeah. tour of Gilead's random buildings. Um, and she, uh, yeah, he says that it's been empty since before the war, which is interesting because it's the first time we've really heard of them referring to it as the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. that'll be interesting to see if we get more information on that. And we do get more information. No, flashback you, you hear about on... it in, in season one when, uh, well, she doesn't, when you talk about when her and when Serena and Rita are yeah. having scotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're having their lady well, dates. In my head, I remember it as her calling it the battle, but I don't remember oh, her saying okay. the war, and she might have. I could just be remembering it incorrectly. But this is the first, like, reference beyond people that were, that we've seen referring to it okay. as an actual war, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so that was interesting. And she says, she re- she says to him under his eye as he's leaving, which I thought was really interesting. Why did she do that? Like, just as, a, like, a reflex? I don't know. No. Like, because Gilead is within you, Sarah. Duh. I guess. That was weird, But though. that right? threw me as well. And there was another, there was a couple other times where she said it, or like, praise be, or she mm-hmm. did some sort of phrasing from Gilead, and I was like, you're, you've escaped. Yeah, it, well, it's kind of the opposite of the first episode in the first season, where she's arriving at their house, and she says, you know, what did she say, like, see you later She says something. something wrong, yeah. Yeah, she's, she gave, like, a normal right. greeting, you know, or yeah. response to a greeting, and it was really weird. But this is just like now she's been in it so long, I guess. Although he, re- he responds after a while, crocodile, which I thought was pretty awesome. I yeah, know. I liked that too. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's like a grandpa. Yeah. I know. And so then she's like wandering around. We don't really know where the hell she's at. And then it's time to go to the colonies. First shot of the colonies. I know. Yeah. It was about, exciting. Like, some, I'm waiting for it. Some horrible dystopian Western opening with like coming up the field and the three horses. It know. was it was very much like I imagined it, except there were way more of them there than I imagined. Oh, you didn't expect like the quantity? I don't know why. I just expected it to be a little more empty, you know? Like, but like so much work was happening. Yeah. Like that I found surprising, For sure. I guess. But no, it no. was really like I had pictured it from the book. Oh, really? So it fits your... Yeah, my, like, imaginary colonies. Yeah, all your imaginary colonies. Because, yeah. I mean, in the book, they don't really even give, like, other than what they it, they, say, are, like, they what it say what is. They just say what it is. 
And that's, yeah, that's not really what I pictured, except like less organized. I guess. Yeah, so it's really just like women coughing <laughs> and digging. And they were women that are the uh, supervisors. We were questioning that. Yeah, when we yeah, the trailer, we weren't we sure. Tell what they were. Um, and then uh, what else? Oh, so like we get our first shot of Emily. This is where Emily comes in. Yeah. And she's digging in the disgusting toxic soil which is like crusted over but then and like underneath it is like all gross and nasty i know i hope that is that what it's really like i don't know is there some frame of reference for what i guess you know maybe they visited chernobyl to get like a i was gonna say idea. i feel like this is a this is a thing that you can just like research and find photos of like so what would happen maybe that is what it's like i don't know it's very interesting. never been yeah to chernobyl i agree with you there was a lot of them it was a large scale operation yeah for right? sure and it looked like you know they had been at it at that particular site for a while Yes. Um, so, other interesting thing that happens in the scene is they ring the bell, and the ringing of the bell was in the trailer, but we couldn't figure out why they were ringing the bell. Um, but apparently the ringing of the bell is for prayer. So they apparently do that periodically throughout the day, which is an interesting yeah. creative choice. Um, and Emily is... Uh, <clears throat> and they don't not... do that in Gilead. No, you they know? don't. So that, that seems really weird. At least we didn't see him do it in Gilead. No one was ringing bells and yeah, praying. I feel like you would have seen that. Right? I, I would think so, That's too. That's a big interruption to life. So any surprises in the colonies? Anything that you weren't expecting? Well, it's funny that you say that, because I do have a note here that says, it's as bad as you would think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, not really. I mean, based on it the description, my awful it's, it's as terrible yeah. as we imagined. So, no. Yeah. Um. I hadn't given a lot of thought to like how it would logistically work to have a lot of people there in this place that's like removed from society. So like the kind of like army style barracks, you know, right. made a lot of sense. Um, I thought everything had been thought out really well. And um, set decoration was really awesome in this one. Mm -hmm. Like just what they needed was there. Right. There were makeshift versions of some things. So even some of the lighting was pretty makeshift. It was... It was really well put together. It's very minimal. Mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah, minimal, but like need. dirty enough that it seems appropriate. And uh -huh. like things had been placed as if like tired people had just like put them there. Right. And, you know, it was, it felt really well done. Because well, no one there cares, right? I mean, yeah. at that point, Great after design. a while, the women that are working there, they're dying. They've got other things on their mind. Their fingernails are falling off, right? Yeah. Which is disgusting yeah super gross but probably like the oh, least yeah. worst part of right. dying of radiation poisoning All right. and you know they send them there because they don't care they just need them to work until they die and let's replace them with somebody else yeah i wonder how many people like how many women have they gone through i wonder well i mean we're only there a day yeah. and there's two yeah, drop that's offs, true. right? That's I mean, true. you get Marissa Tomei and then you get Janine at the end. But I mean, how many murders do you think there really are out there? Probably everybody just dies a slow, horrible death. That's true. That's true. I mean, if I was going through that, I don't know that I would muster them energy to murder somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Emily seems to have a lot of uh... energy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Emily has a lot of fire. So we do get the Emily flashback here as she's oh, man. So daydreaming in her time so in the sad, colonies. So sad, but so good. Oh. So perfect for her too i mean yes. that's yeah. pretty much exactly what you would think she would be doing yes. yeah and i love that actress that played paul her boss mm -hmm. or that yeah. actor he's fantastic yeah, now much like sarah i really he's wish in, we would have had him for longer he's, he's been in a million things yep. that are probably amazing like fargo i know he was in fargo yeah. and he was awesome in fargo but i always remember him as the brother-in-law or brother in drew carey or the Drew Carey oh, show. Yeah. That's like oh, always the first thing I ever saw Drew him Carey in. Show. So that's yeah. much like that's Sarah where remembering, he is in your brain. Yeah. remembering uh, what's his name from Billy Madison as uh, opposed yeah. to everything else. He's Bradley Whitford. Yes. Yes. That's how I feel about this guy. Who's I don't had even know an his amazing name. career, but will always be Eric from Billy Madison to me. <laughs> Eric. It's very strange. But yeah, he was awesome. Um, so the first thing I wrote down is that in the classroom scene in the first part of the flashback where the, the young girl asked the question and the guy starts to mansplain it to her and she shuts him down i thought that was pretty hilarious it was pretty fantastic i was like i uh, wish i had professors like total that mansplainer yeah so well. i was gonna ask sarah about teachable moments um because after that she does approach the the girl and tell her you know it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. Get used to it. Yeah, pretty much dudes well, are going to do that's that. That's a good thing to tell a, you know, a woman that age who doesn't know, though. I mean, Is there a lot of mansplaining going give on. Give it to her straight. In, well, my realm is kind of. I mean, of, not at you, but as opposed to like, for other student to student. girls. 
Oh, witnessing my students. Because I was going to say, I, I work in a pretty female heavy yes. environment. So no man, not a lot of mansplaining happens. A lot of I was f- condescension <laughs> of both genders. But, I was speaking more um, student to student mansplaining. No, no, only because in an academic environment, well, no, I mean, that was academic too, but um, the boys are so much less mature than the girls at this stage that yeah. it's it's rare that you'll get one of those. And I don't It's not at this stage. It's all the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's oh, a yeah, permanent state. Trust true. me, we're, we're lagging behind. That's a permanent state. In a state. number of areas. It's okay. Very true. It does make them fun. Yeah. And I don't teach um, super, super driven kids. Um, I mean, some really are, but. I don't teach like yeah. The, you have a, like a wide variety of student. Yeah, yeah. so there's not a lot hope of. They that, don't know like, you do a podcast where they just uh, you refer to them as not super driven. No, the, some of them are. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> largely, I, well, and keep in mind, you know, I'm at a, I'm at a year where it, they're known for the apathy. Like this is the year where you're just apathetic. So I do have some really kind of energetic students, but overall, it's pretty much like we're here. We so, showed up. Yeah, give us the grade. Don't get a lot of mansplaining, but I do have a particularly male-heavy class, and mm. there, some of that happens in there, and it makes Is me there cross-male mansplaining? Is that a thing? Can you mansplain to other men? Uh, no. No, they they team up. Oh, lovely. Good it's times. Quite, quite a dynamic that I won't miss. <laughs> Here is the end of the year. Excellent. Uh, so the other thing we learn is that um, Clea Duvall, who we'll see you later, it's her wife because she gets a phone call from her. And her I name is Sylvia. Her too. We have not known her name up to this point. Yeah, she's pretty great. She's great. She's not in that much anymore. She's not in like. very much. Uh, wait, which part? Clea, Clea Duvall. Her wife. Emily's wife. Oh, from the flashback, yeah. Yes. Um, so then Damn, we you, that kid is cute. Kid was I cute. Know. Kid is adorable. I know. So yeah, that's really the first reference we've had to her wife yeah. as being. So interestingly, when she finds out <clears throat> what's going on. You know when that she's no longer going to be right. able to teach the next semester. Yeah, so he basically tells her that. Well, and he she's going to get more lab time because she won't be in the classroom. Yeah, he said you need to focus like on something other than the mitochondrial research she was doing. Like, is that also a thing that's being shut down? Are they like coming for the scientists generally? Oh, that's um, interesting. It really made me think that there was something about her work that would like attract attention, and then they would find her and be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. and you're also a lesbian. You're right. going straight to." Well, here's what I know? initially thought that. It was happening because she knocked that kid down. Like when he when he was trying to mansplain, oh, she was yeah. like, "Actually, no." And at first, I thought it was because she undermined him, or not undermined him because he's not in a position of authority, but like, you know, kind of knocked him down, yeah. and corrected him in front of the whole class. And I thought he may have complained, he may have ties to some of the mm-hmm. sons of Jacob or whatever, you know. But then it ended up being the picture in the background of her phone. But I didn't expect that simply because she was trying to reach out to that girl and you wouldn't think that. Well, and you don't know if it was that instance, really. Right. True. Could have been reported by someone else because yeah. something else. Because it's, how many, pe- how many people see your phone screen? Well, somebody could have walked by as she was showing that young lady, yeah. like, something. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I think, like, even though it was such a sad overall flashback to see her like being crushed like that like slowly but you get it all in that flashback um i think it was just so real like that's i know people that i feel like would have all of those exact same reactions that she had like she handled it exactly how i imagine Uh a couple of my friends would handle that and that really felt very real and i didn't have that feeling so far yet in this season and not in a while um, since the early early parts of last season, where I was like, "Oh, this could be me and my friends." Mm. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of like really sad all over again. Well, sad for society. Yes. Well, there's big time sad for society because it gets into the part where he's talking about she talks about him being gay okay. as well, and how he's taken down the pictures yeah. of his partner, and. You kind of get into what Sarah was talking about earlier about how people just hope things aren't going to get as bad as they get and yeah. just try and ride it out by kind of complying more or less mm-hmm. to what's happening instead of pushing back. And so you start to see that that's if he's doing it at that point to save his job and save his whatever, you know, that other people who aren't in his position are probably doing more, more looking the other yeah. direction and not really 
questioning what's happening in society or not just assuming that it's not going to go as far as it's going to go rather quickly. Yeah, that's the thing. When society is falling apart, you don't know it's too late for you to do anything until it's too late. That's right. That's why this show is very important right now. So then it's back to the colonies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but then I think, doesn't it doesn't it pan back at that point to um, Offred in the Boston Globe? And she's dragging the hammer across no, the wall. No, that's after the scene. Oh, okay. That's after. This is the really short scene. This is where Marissa Tomei shows up. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, the bus. So, yes, the okay. bus shows up, and she gets out. And really, at first, oh, I couldn't yeah, even tell it was school, her. It was a school bus, and I had a really, like... The little like, school bus? Oh, mm-hmm. man, it was a short school bus, and, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, some of the new uses for old things in Gilead just really creep me out. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's no. really not. They, make, they really toy it's with all your emotions. Creepy. Yeah, it's bad. Mm. Um. So it's yeah, Marissa Tomei comes in, and at first I did couldn't even tell it was her. I know she didn't look like herself. And then it was also very interesting that I'm wondering if the first person she really has an interaction with is the lady who calls her a bitch and like hands <laughs> her her like plate or whatever. And I'm wondering if somebody recognizes her as having been a wife. Um, because there's nothing other than I guess the coat she was wearing, which I yeah, didn't really put wearing, together. Oh, yeah, yeah, she I'd, was wearing blue. Like when she, she got out of it, like... I didn't really put two and two together because uh, I wouldn't even oh. think that 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 they would send the wives there. That just in my head, I didn't. Uh, I remember together. thinking like when I saw she was wearing blue, I thought, wait a minute, are there other wives there? Because like I didn't see anybody else wearing blue, but then I thought, well, maybe they just don't take away their clothes. Yeah, right and away. I think maybe just because I was thinking what we were thinking initially, which was that she was a Martha. Yeah. That maybe I just didn't. Yeah, look that closely at it. I knew it was her right away, or I knew I knew I didn't know it was Marissa Tomei, but I knew it was a wife right away because everybody looked at her like she was a wife. Yeah, I mean it was pretty much like oh yeah, because that was the part that threw me off. I was like, why is everybody being so mean to her like right off the bat? Yeah, I was like, oh okay, so that makes much more sense now because yeah, I just didn't totally put that part sense. together because I was expecting her. I was I was putting our story in their story, which was <laughs> she's a Martha, and I was yeah. like, wait a minute, she's not. We were wrong. Yeah. Which again, that we happens. Were, we were going. We were lot. basing our entire conjecture off of like a, a split second, second, maybe a, a second of actual second. time for praying. And she is like super praying, right? Like, cause I think that's how she's coping with the situation. Which is, I don't know. I'm she say seems all my like and, all in Gilead. Like, I think that's, true. that's just. I think she's a true believer. Yes, and yeah, you get a really good look through this part of this, not only at her, but also at kind of the barracks living situation as well, where it's all kind of turned very prison-like. You know, everybody's kind of anti-everybody else, and uh, isn't exactly a pleasant place to be. What, who do you think that the uh, the female like guards, like supervisors of the workers, who do you think they used to be? Are they, like, is that what happens if you're an ant and you've... F up? Yeah, maybe they're like... I don't understand, like, because like, that's pretty terrible, too. <laughs> well, at least they get a gas mask. I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe they're on the low end of the... They seem slightly... Yeah, maybe, like, it bumped I mean, up there from... I don't know what that you know, position's called, but... gas doesn't really save you from radiation poisoning. No, no, it that's doesn't. That's not how And I wonder if they get work. clean water, too, because she talked about the water not being clean. Oh, yeah, that's true. I would, I would imagine they bring in clean water for their people, or maybe that's where I everybody don't know, sucks man. just goes. But then I think if you send everybody that sucks that they're... That eventually everybody's gonna say, "Yeah, why would anybody? Why would anybody be supervising anybody else?" Exactly. All right, so now we get what was one of my favorite parts of the trailer, which was somebody walking down the hall with a hammer. Um, It was amazing for the trailer, and then when you see in the show, you're like, "Oh, uh, yep, it's just that." See what that is, you sons. But it's so cool how they took it and made it something else. Yeah, and so at this point, we still don't know where she's at because she's just been walking around and she's got. Got the hammer that she had because she was a little paranoid at first when she first got there. No, I think you can tell early. No, it, not until no, this part where she's wandering around and she walks into down... the room where it actually says the Boston Globe on the actual newspaper. Because I wrote down that she's in an old office building right. and then I scratched it out and put Boston Globe HQ. Yeah. So. Mm. Okay. Um, I think I didn't ever see Boston Globe like on the newspapers. Yeah. I just saw the presses. Just, thought, yeah, oh, it's a newspaper office. Right. And I didn't know if it was just like the building where they printed the newspaper. I didn't know if those two things occurred in the same place. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. that familiar with the newspaper situation. Yeah, depends you know? on the newspaper. Yeah. Um, so she's just kind of looking around like you would do because she's stuck there. She can't really go anywhere, which 
No, that's like the only thing she can't do is go somewhere. Well, and you get this sense, you know, from the details like that they show that it was left in a hurry. It wasn't like a June yeah. situation where they were like, you don't work here. You know, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was like they came in, guns blazing. There was a shoe. You know, I well, mean, it was nuts. And then, of course, you find out. That it was, there were yeah. gallows. And I'm, I'm sure it's because it was a newspaper. Yes, they were publishing. And that's what yeah. I said. I was like, makes sense that they go to the press. Yes. And get. Make an example of it. I was going to say, and take care of it immediately and not go, okay, well, you know, go home now and don't come back. It was like, mm-mm. Yeah. You, you die today. Yes. In this building. Um, which was just so super interesting. Yeah. So we, she's like wandering around. She finds the one shoe, which becomes very more creepy than it already is later. And a copy of Friends on DVD. Although I can't imagine someone having a copy of Friends on DVD in whatever year this is supposed to be in. I, I will know. say that that kind of threw me off a little bit. I have Friends on DVD upstairs. I have Sex and City on DVD. No, but if, I was, loaning, if I was loaning it to somebody, I would. I guess. True story. I guess. Um, or maybe if my office was that boring, I don't know. I don't know. The Boston it's Globe not. seems like it'd be <laughs> hopping. Right. No, I, that, yeah, at that point is when she starts wandering around, and uh, she goes down in what I can only say are a series of decisions that I question. Yeah. Um, periodically throughout the things she does, where she turns on all the lights and the power and the I Boston Globe building, and I'm like, thing. "Come mm-hmm. on, one job." I the same thing. Yeah. No noise, don't get caught. One job, which comes up periodically throughout a couple of these episodes that yeah. we watch. Oh. And, I know. And you're just like, I gotta talk come on, to you about lady, that. Seriously. I was watching it thinking, Justin's losing his mind right now. <laughs> I, am. I going, really did. Like, you couldn't have paid me money to get off the floor where the initial guy dropped me off. I'd be like, I'm away right here. Yep. It's going to be cool. I, she was there for months. Two months, right? Is what I think once Nick, when she does the voiceover part later yeah, on, she yeah, says, I've been here for long, two months. What am I getting used long to? Long time. I know, but there yeah, was, there my was note, alone. My note here is turns the lights on in the printing press area. What? The well, the fuck. printing press has appeared to be in the basement. I don't care. I don't care. I said upstairs. the same thing. I was like, "What are you doing?" No, sorry. people monitor. They're everywhere. But then, especially because this... they're looking for her. <laughs> exactly. Like what the hell? And you know, the Boston Globe isn't in like the outskirts, right. Of Boston, <laughs> it's not in a field. You know, I mean, it's no. it's. It's in there. I was feeling the same way. I felt like Justin in that moment. I was like, what is she doing with the lights? And then I was like, this is a Justin <laughs> thought stream that I'm having. It but it's true. It is very true. It's so um, true. But this gets to our first like super sad. I put a sad face on her. Aw. Um, where she's walking down the wall. And you really don't really get the sense of what the wall is until she gets to the end of the wall. Sure. Yeah. And they pan out. And it's like all the bullet holes and the blood. Yeah, and it's also like a mini version of the other wall, right? Which is interesting to think yes. about. Um, so that was like super sad because you're like, oh, it's bad. And then she turns around at one point. Maybe that was later. Maybe I'm getting ahead no, of myself. No, that's at the very end. Okay, yeah, we don't talk about. That. Okay. So yeah, I th- I thought it was pretty sad as she was walking through the cube farm part of the office, yes. and like sh- it was clear that like people had been just like yanked out of their desks. Yes. Like I thought that was really sad, and then when she got all the way downstairs to the printing press and you see the wall, I was like. Oh no! Yes. When I saw the shoe, though, I was like, "Yeah, this is not." Yeah, that's okay. clearly somebody got dragged away because, right? Otherwise, then, you pick up your shoe. Well, right. yeah, you realize it's the Boston Globe, then you see the shoe, and you're like, "Okay, so they just went to the press and just started spraying." You know, like boom. When I saw the bullet holes in the wall, I was like, "Yeah." I mean, I was still sad, but that I actually saw coming. There are some things that totally blindside me, but little things like that, I was really? like, oh, uh-huh. See, I didn't, because I was just like... I just assumed that they were yanked out of their desk and taken somewhere else. It didn't occur to me that they would probably, like, line them up and kill them execution-style in the building. Yeah, it's not... It was very sad. Good. Very unpleasant. Apparently, they did not get the chance to see if they were fertile. Yeah. Because they just killed them all. So I think that's why it seemed weird, like... It's a good point. For everybody else, or yeah. at least everybody else that we know about, like True. they were sorted and then sent to wherever True. whatever yeah. they their new purpose was going to be. But these people were just murdered. Well, you kind of have to think unmasked. that in the initial takeover there were some there was some carelessness. For, yeah, true. Um, especially with like the press. I don't know. Only like, maybe they couldn't take the chance of like a journalist surviving, I guess. I guess. 
I don't know. And so then we get the uh, shot where Tiana made fun of her for having the hammer as a weapon it when was she a really was hiding. Small hammer, I'm just saying. Tiana's like, it's just, it's, it's a tiny hammer. It's not. It's, it's it. a small hammer. It's a good point. You just go for the soft spots. It was a sense of comfort. It was a symbol. Yeah, I mean, it's, but be- it turns it's out certainly be, better than nothing. Turns True. out to be our buddy Nick. Yeah. Back for more. Um, so this little interaction. If you were Nick, wouldn't you announce yourself? <laughs> right, Nick? Like, if you're Nick and you're sure that June is the only person there, but say so not. so you don't scare the living shit out of him. Maybe he's not sure. You know, Nick, he's not always checked That's true. He's not, he's not, checked he's in. not always thinking ahead. <laughs> well, and it's clear that he is very new to this process. True. So, uh, but yeah, this is the point where this is a very interesting interaction, as Sarah was saying, with Nick uh, and June being like, we need to leave right now. Not now, right now. We're leaving now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Canada. And Nick is like, um, see, that's not how it works. And she disagrees wholeheartedly. So, but right? I did appreciate that he gave her the keys and was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I appreciated that just because it wasn't another man trying to keep her somewhere. That's why mm-hmm. I thought that was good. But other than that, I was like, well, this is going to be sad for her. And she needed to come to that conclusion herself because clearly him explaining to her how that's not going to work was not going to work. Right. No. Yeah. So it's cool that he sensed that about the situation, which was like, all right, then. That's the most insightful Nick has ever been. True. Well, and I felt that was because the only other thing we really know about Nick is that he had an effed up brother who was some kind of substance abuser. So I feel like he's probably been in a very similar situation prior to that. Where, to where he, let go. he knows his coping tools in those situations where he's like, you can't argue with this person right now. So just kind of let them work through their own stuff and see, let them come to their own conclusion. Fortunately, she gets out to the truck and figures that she can't leave because it would end badly, as you might imagine. So then she proceeds to come back in. <laughs> so then she comes back inside. And has the weirdest sexual scene. And, uh... Yeah. Or sex scene. So mm-hmm. my notes here say really weird love scenes here. June looks maniacal. Um, so they start to like make out and have this kind of like rough sex thing. Uh, whatever. Here's how my notes describe it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> she goes back in, her and Nick almost kiss, but she grabs the back of his head. Now uh, there were a couple things that I thought were gonna happen here because she grabs grabs his back of his head and I thought, oh, she's gonna cut him. But that's just my head, right? <laughs> but then she, like, puts her hands in her, his pants, and I was like, oh, she's going to blue ball him. Totally. She's going to fuck with him because she's pissed off at him because she can't get out of there, and he's just another dude. Why would she do that head. to herself? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just working through it in my head. I didn't write the script. I don't know what's coming. But then I wrote, they fuck hard, passionate, and intense. And that's pretty much what it was. That's basically all I could think about it. Because at first I thought it was angry, but it didn't seem too angry after a while. I just couldn't no. really place that emotion that she had in her no, eyes. I think, I think it was angry, just not angry at him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just angry at the situation. Just, yeah. She needs an emotional angry release. Angry and frustrated. And so then they have lots and lots of sex, apparently, it, all yeah, over the building. It really... <laughs> they christened the Boston Globe I did building. Ha- I did have a moment of, like, how much would it suck to be her stuck in that building alone True. for a long, long time with a real bad UTI from all that sex? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're inferring a lot there. Tiana. Just saying, that would really suck. I mean, know. yeah, but dang, I didn't well, go there at all. She's not peeing afterwards. There's got to be facilities there, right? I mean, that's how. You, that's right. That's the procedure, right? Yes. Yeah, but I mean, is. really, like, if you just have too much, like, it doesn't matter. I really hadn't gone there, guys. I was, like, happy for her. Even uh, I hadn't I gone there either. Yeah, I was happy there. for her. I was like, well, Somebody's you got to be some. stuck there. They're going at it in random parts of the building, and she tells, like, she wants to go again. Nick's like, I'm done. (laughs) She's like, nope, you got to figure it out. Try again. Well, in my notes, I put, he let her go slash have control. Like, so you get the sense that, like, this all is, like, kind of June's only grab at any degree of control, and he just lets it happen. You know, she grabs his hair, and, you know, she's clearly taking control in the situation because she has no control over anything, and he wisely... Is just like sure, okay, right. grab a yeah, hair. Because realistically, he I couldn't. mean, would very many men like no. not be like okay? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. The way she grabbed his head the first, like when he initially went in there and she like rushed his head back, I'd been like, mm, where are we going here? <laughs> and even then, when he had her her hands down the pants, I still would have been like, I doubt that. Where's this going? I doubt that. But but Did you'd you... been down. I don't know. Have you ever made out with anybody in that look with that look in their face and had their <laughs> hands down your pants? Nope. 
I don't think I don't think if those situations are reversed that you would feel I quite the same. I think if those same. situations are reversed, it's a very different thing. Yeah, true. It's very true. It doesn't work both ways. I will acknowledge true. that. Yep. Okay. Agreed. I will. I'm just telling you how I felt. <laughs> that it was a little strange watching her with that look on her face with her hands down his pants. And I was like, mm, I don't know where this is going. But like Tiana said, she wouldn't do herself like that. So I, I guess she's, not. You know, you got to think. Yeah. She's in there, too. Not. It doesn't only suck for the guy. <laughs> very true well done well i don't know if it's very true but you say it's true so i'll it's true. assume it's, tr- it's that true two out of ask two away. it's true okay i'll ask we'll call her and call her right now. <laughs> she'll be pissed yeah <laughs> why are you calling me Leave for this me right we're discussing female blue balls um colonies back to the colonies yep the piperay now this is where shit goes down yes and I did not expect shit to go down. Yeah, I so was cool. I was really surprised. My notes say, but wait. <laughs> oh, I wait, put... no, this isn't where shit goes down yet. This is where we are leading up to shit going down. I apologize. So I'll we get, well, yeah, we get a little sense of Marissa Tomei's backstory. Yes. You know, this is she... where you mm-hmm. they're setting you up for later on when yeah, you go. Yeah, where you, you see everybody else being terrible mm-hmm. to her, like really yep. terrible. And Emily is all helping her with her infection finger mm-hmm. and telling her all the terrible things, like the water's all you contaminated. You need to scrub harder. And she said it was a sin of the flesh, and she got to gives her a backstory about why she's there. And, you know, Emily seems like, oh. I did notice that Emily did not share. Yes. Yeah. Because she did make a point of saying, I was not for the university purges, just so you know, which was interesting. That uh, I hadn't really thought of them being purges at this point. Um, even though they do talk about that in the book. I think they must book. have been just purging academics generally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I can't remember that from the book, honestly. I thought they did in the book. They very well may have. It's been a while since I read it. Well, now knowing what I know, that little scene, I can see why she would be pissed, you know, if a wife was like, oh, I, I didn't want that to happen. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Oh, bummer. Right? But yeah, it, I mean, this other the other part of this whole scene is just letting you know again how much the colonies suck. Yeah. Like fingernails are falling off. People are dying. The water is contaminated, which nobody even thought about. It's just awful. It's just, yeah. As awful as you can think rotten. about. Rotten. Uh, yeah, so she does tell the story about her husband having, or uh, her having an affair because the husband was not really, I guess, too busy with the handmaid is what she said. And I don't know what that means, whether he was having an affair with the handmaid. Yeah, this brought me back to our initial discussion in season one about, like, do the wives ever get to have sex like is yeah, that is that like not a sanctioned thing because they can't have babies I, that seems and to we be, we never really came to a conclusion i think i think that seems to be the thing is that the oh, sex is terrible. just for procreation yeah, and that well, the wives and the husbands do not have sex because yeah remember when serena joy and he yeah but i mean they're a weird couple so like that could have been a lot of things true but you do get the sense that like there's a lot of guilt surrounding sex that isn't yeah. state sanctioned so maybe they do it, but it's very rare, and then they feel awful. I don't know. It seemed to me like it was a thing that it's was terrible. not supposed to happen. Jeez. It's clearly not cool in any scenario. No one's having like that great makes me sex. Feel more bad for the wives. Yeah, I mean, no one's having great sex except for the people who are having affairs, and then they. <laughs> except it probably nobody is really having great sex except for the uh, commanders who are having affairs because whoever's on the other end of that affair might die. This That's is true. It. It's very true. Commanders will go a little smack on the hand. Yeah. Well, or they... Lose a hand. Lose. No, he didn't lose his hand because of that. He lost... He didn't lose it because he had an affair. What did he lose it for? I think he lost his hand because it was very public and he had led her on and, like, caused all of this crazy shit to happen. The exposure of the situation. It was the, the, like, magnitude. (laughs) I don't think it was because he had an affair because Fred hadn't... Fred had an affair with his first. That's That's true. Fred did not seem to be losing any limbs. And he got another one. But he was smartly. Because he was two hands. I don't think it was just. He was two hands on that monitor when they were looking at. (laughs) That was the weirdest thing. He was like. I can't believe that's the thing that struck you as the strangest thing in that. It was just odd the way he was doing it. Like two hands on the monitor, like doing it. Everything about him is weird. Everything is completely bizarre. I but. will all. This is definitely an actor that I will never look at the same way <laughs> yeah, again. Poor, I know. Poor Joseph oh, Pines man. Is like... I was not a big fan of his to begin with. Like before, I was just like, man, he's an actor that does things. I guess whatever. Well, he's um, one of those guys that isn't in a lot of big things. Like yeah. he's not a Hollywood movie guy. When he's I heard a... that he was going to be Fred, I was like, well, okay. 
Yeah, he's yeah. uh he's Britishy and shit, so he does a lot of that Britishy. over there. Ah, well, yes, you're Britishy stuff. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, all right, flashback time, more happy fun time in Emily's life. Uh, back to uh the school, and all of a sudden we hear some random noises, and she's looking out the window, and all we see, although we know more is there, is the uh the graffiti on the mm. ground that says faggot. But oh, yeah. everyone is reacting a lot stronger than what you would react to just graffiti. And you're pretty sure you know what's going to be. And so yeah. he gets hung. And you don't know if that's the same day. You don't know if there's no really no time frame reference there. I guess you're supposed to think. Because she's, she's wearing, wearing the same, same clothes. Thing, I think so. So I guess you're supposed to think that's the same day. But she starts running. So well, because she... she's also a homosexual. And so she is well, getting yeah. the hell out of there. No, but like before we know that he's been hung. So does she see him hanging... And then run because all she saw was faggot, which I well, mean, I, I mean, I think she hears the people freaking yeah. out about something. Right. Okay, I was gonna say because I'm like, am I missing something? When, yeah, when, when they, they show the them and they're graffiti all on the, in, like, on the ground, direction. like it did seem pretty clear that there was that was not what people were freaking out about. Okay. Ugh. Yeah, so that terrible. was. Uh... Yeah, I wish Paul would have had more screen time. So then it's like. This is great because that happens, and they have the the reaction that everyone should have when things happen in Gilead, which is time to get the fuck out. Yep. So <laughs> they're trying to get to Canada, which doesn't go so well as uh, you would imagine, because obviously we know she doesn't make it there. Just FYI, if somebody blows up our entire government, I'm going to Canada that day. I'm I'm gonna I'll walk it if I have to. I'll just get my butt to some northern state and start walking with my kid and my husband because oh that's not sticking around do. for that. They waited. They waited. It's true. That's true. Well, now we know. Immediately. Well, shit and, is out. And when they go to the airport, you know it's going to go wrong. I do not wrong. trust America to work that shit out. No. But Mm-mm. you know. Cut this out. But you, you know it's going to go wrong when they're at the airport. You just don't know how it's going to yeah. go wrong. Because right. you know when, she doesn't make it. When they stop acknowledging their birth or their marriage, marriage license, you're like, okay, yep. Like, it's all those little detail mm-hmm. things that, like, I was wondering about when I was reading the book. Because a lot of that is left, you yeah, know, it's just unanswered. Unsaid, yeah. And so you're thinking, well, how, how did this process go down? You know, because she talks yeah. about the banks. Like, are there soldiers, like, stopping random people right? or something? Because you start to think about all that. So that was partially why the book was so intriguing to me. And that's why I'm loving the show, season one and two, so much. Is because it's starting to kind of pick out some of those little things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she has to get her husband to sign off on birth control. She, they no longer acknowledge their um, marriage license. And, you know, just those little things where you're like, yep. That's what. That's how that would go. Well, the first security guy that they talk to uh-huh. is the one who says, "These are the, this is the instructions we have for today. They were different, or this afternoon. Yeah. They were uh-huh. different this morning." Yeah. And so you can tell that things are like changing really changing. at a rapid pace. Oh my god! So yes, that is awful. Oh, and then they're going up the escalator, and she's at the bottom, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh!" <sighs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. And then like. The putting on the fake smile when her kid looks back, so he's not scared. Mm-hmm. Every parent just oh. had to be like, "Oh man, That's, I'm sad." Just that's what you would it. do. You both just you did would... the same thing. Everybody's oh. hands on their hearts, like goosebumps. I'm like so yeah, that's sad. what that's Awful. what you would do. You would try your best Shine to smile on, right? when your kid was looking, so they wouldn't be scared. Awful. And then they both know that this is going to nowhere good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so back to the colonies. Yeah. As if we didn't have enough downer time. Woo! But now we're going to get a little, uh, a little, a little handmade vengeance the, in this, which colonies. I think if anyone saw this coming, you were a better person than I am because this did not register as a thing that was going to occur. One, because I didn't think we'd lose Marissa to me in one season. Yeah, in one I didn't episode. expect to lose her in one episode. But I just that didn't. surprising. I really bought into Emily being the caretaker and caregiver of the of the colonies. I really did. Me too. Well, I mean, she, yeah, she. And she even know. gave her the whole it line so about convincing. how, about how a, why, you know, the mistress was nice to me once and that's why she was being nice to her and that's why she gave her the pills and. So good. But then, although if you think about it, my mistress was nice to me once. Sure implies that her mistress was not nice to her ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. <laughs> also true, um, but as the famous phrase goes, but wait, 
There's more. That's um, what I wrote down. <laughs> but oh. wait, I wrote. But wait, it's poison. <laughs> literally what my note says mine just says it says amazing that even while sick and slowly dying everyone still shuns the wife they're in the same boat now but they still hate her except emily who still shows kindness next sentence is but wait it's poison (laughs) did not see that coming no i like i was where did she get it (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good question like I don't know. Maybe she just concocted something from I was gonna say, the lots the of dirt? things that are terrible for you yeah. in the colony. Well, where is she getting any of these medical supplies? Yeah, I, that's I was one kind of, those of surprised things, like, to see anything. Yeah. And maybe they just don't check on them very often. Maybe there's no like room rates in the colonies because they just figure. Oh, I don't too know. Much is that energy? what you would smuggle in if you were smuggling things to the colonies? Wouldn't I mean, there's I, a lengthy list of things. Now, come to think of it, if I was if I was smuggling things to the to the colonies, smuggling things in, knowing I wasn't getting anybody out, I would be smuggling them drugs to kill themselves. Exactly. For yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. in the painful manner that this appeared to be, but yes, I would totally be giving them drugs. So yeah, it's interesting to see Marissa Tomei kind of work through this whole scene where she's like, at first, like, she's like, help me, help me, and why? And then she's like, you suck, you're going to hell. And then she's like, oh, wait, come back and pray with me. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's like, poor lady. But yeah. no, you are dying. What and does Emily say to her? It's she so says, satisfying. Uh, you should die alone. No, she says, uh, you mean about the why? Yeah, why? yeah. Because she held a hand oh, yeah. down. That's right. Every said, month, said once or a month, you, yeah. I, you I held wrote a hand down. I did. Down. I typed it up. It says uh, every month you held a woman down while her husband, while your husband raped her. Some things can't be forgiven. Yeah. And that's when Marissa told me I asked her to pray with her. She's walking away, and she <laughs> just says you should die alone, and walks off like Boom. everyone is hoping. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's how every day in Gilead should be. Someone should die. That isn't a handmaid. I loved it. It was awful. Awful. And then, not to be outdone, they tie her to a cross outside. Oh, God, I yeah. Know. I was like, they, When they found her later, I was like, whoa, that really went a lot farther than I was expecting. Uh, also, where'd you get the stuff to do that? Right? And who wasn't paying attention outside when we were she tired? She had to have had help. I, you would think so. Maybe somebody else did it. Maybe she just left her there and then somebody else found her and yeah. did that. Yeah. I wouldn't. Maybe they the did woman not seem to like her. There. No, yeah. no, there wasn't much love loss going on for her at all. Um, so. Uh, oh yeah, when they find her, some of the women are smiling. Uh huh. Oh really? Did I didn't you see that? that? No. Yeah, there's a crowd of workers there. Oh, interesting. And some of them are kind of smiling. Oh, that's crazy. It's creepy. I did not notice it. Yes. Uh, but we do get ba 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 ba. Bus number two comes in. Janine. Janine. Gets out of the bus, and she gives us her famous Janine-like crazy laugh smile. And I was so happy in my soul. I know. Again, I thought of you. She was so happy to see somebody she knew. Janine should be happy with anything remotely positive at this point in her life. And they hug, even though they know they're going to get ripped apart. It's so sweet. It's like one of those things where it's like, at some point, you just just stop stop, doing things that are going to get you Stop acknowledging that you know people in front of other people. Just save your hug. And so, yeah, that was awesome. So Wait cool. for more Janine. I gotta imagine we're gonna get more Janine in a couple episodes. Um, all right, so the last scene, which is June watching Friends, which is hilarious because oh, yeah. there's this it's the episode where they talk about the six erogenous zones. Yeah. With yes. Phoebe and uh, seven, Monica. Seven. <laughs> Most guys will hit one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. A one, two. A one, two. <laughs> I may have seen this episode a lot, a lot of times. I've seen a lot of friends. Hilarious. Uh, and then she goes around and she's like making a memorial. Essentially, she's packing yeah. up all the things from all the people's cubes. Yeah, and she's putting like you know the pride was, flag like, so on the nice wall. And and, so sad. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Oh. This whole thing was filled with a lot of tear jerking like moments in this whole episode. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of creep factor. She found the, the other. You know, in she this put one the aside. shoes back together. I know. She paired the shoes up. She got the pride flag on the wall. She lit some candles. Kind it, of like I a, did a think wa- watching that part, I was like. If they didn't know this was a safe house, that this was being used, like anybody coming in will know that, that someone like, was here. Yeah, somebody has been here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was no five minute project. No. Yeah. And so the other interesting thing that Sarah wanted to mention was the other thing that they show when they pan out of her on the other side of the wall, which is the hangman's. Oh, the gallow. Yeah. yeah. Like the. And I thought that was interesting because that was a little confusing for me, like just because they hadn't shown that yet. And I was like, why are we showing 
that. Like I, in my head, I hadn't really put together that maybe they were shooting people and hanging people at the same time just for efficiency's sake. I don't know why. Um, I was like, why are they showing two of them? And I was like, is it for her and Nick just in case? You know, hey, we're gonna hang it ourselves if we can't get out of here. I don't know. I just didn't know what to think of it. Like, I never really frame of reference for it being there, other than I guess you know, if you're yeah. gonna kill people, gotta have some multiple options going on. I guess, but you know, shooting someone is so efficient. I kind of imagined that maybe somebody hung themselves there. That could be. Huh. But it's so lengthy. You know, you gotta tie yeah. it up and hang it up, and then you kind of like slowly. Yeah, die. but I mean, if you don't have any other way to do it. You only slowly die if you sounds terrible. Don't you only slowly neck. die if you don't break your neck. If you make a jump, you might die immediately. That's a good point. That's really morbid. For those yeah. playing the home version. Yeah. Anywho. So and then so that's pretty much how it ends. Yeah. Is with that. And I didn't know I couldn't get the song on this one of what the ending song was. Um, but interesting enough, they have started doing this thing in this season. And I don't think they did it last season. So someone please correct me if I'm wrong here. But playing extra weird audio through the credits all the way yeah, through they the did end. That once or twice in season one. Did they? Yeah. Okay. There was one episode where like you hear the birds outside. Okay. They, so far, all three. It's just once or twice. All three episodes that we've watched has had that. Mm-hmm. And this one was particularly interesting. And I think they just threw it in as a nod to Boston as they played the, uh, yeah. the Boston the Red Sox winning the World Series at Fenway Park, yeah. which was super interesting. Well, the woman with the shoes uh, was a big Boston fan in her oh, cubicle. That's, that's she awesome. had like a bunch of Boston stuff. There was a hat and yeah. lots true. of other Red Sox things. So, yeah, super great episode. Super depressing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, so, this is so not a sad. show that made me like want to cry. And I'm a cry guy. Like, I'm a, I like feel my feelings. Um, oh. It's a thing. It happens. It's good. It's true. Um, I encourage it. Good. I don't need any encouragement. I know. Um, but yeah, this one I was like, oh man, for real. Like the again airport airport and the airport was a bad place to watch this episode. I was glad you watched this episode. Oh my god, it was <laughs> it was really awkward at the end. I was like feeling all these feelings, and I'm surrounded by. Um, the uh, cheer squad from my college because they were also taking the flight that I was going to be on. So I was surrounded by all of these like 21 year old, really excited young ladies and like they're pumped about their trip. And I was like, oh, but June. They didn't start chanting like, blessed be his mercy or whatever. It was so sad. (laughs) That's when you know it's time to get out. Start running. Yep. Yes, I would run. Yeah, so rest assured. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite episodes ever. I'm gonna have to say that's really, really high on my list. The really depressing one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, yeah, just because it was a little different. It wasn't as it was. you know. I liked. Th- I I loved seeing so much of Emily. Yes, yeah, so that I, was great. She's outstanding. Alexis Bledel is awesome so far, and everything she's done. So no complaints there. Have you so. stopped expecting her to sound like her Gilmore Girls self? Well, when you put time for her to breathe. And you write the characters as though they talk like actual human beings. <laughs> and not someone who isn't a person that doesn't have to breathe in between all of their lines. And she's not going to sound like that. Now, don't get me wrong. Gilmore Girls is a perfectly entertaining show. And I do enjoy it. But uh, we've had this conversation com- yeah. before. I compare it to like listening to a Slater Kinney song. They're also really good and I enjoy them. But I can only tolerate both of those things for about 30 minutes. Oh really? Yeah, they're just listen to a couple of Slater, Slater Kenny. This the vocals. That's a little. There's something about it that just after a while Slater gets Kenny. to me. But they're a fantastic band, and I they love are them. A great band. Just if in you've small never doses. Heard of them. Check them out. Small doses. That's not Sarah. Sarah's zero idea. Oh my! I'm I'm over here. I did like the episode. <laughs> um, it, I I enjoyed seeing the colonies for the first time. I love them. Mr. Tomei. Definitely not my favorite episode. I liked episode three, which we're about to talk about. Um. Episode three was really good. I'm excited to talk about it for many reasons. But episode two just felt kind of like, okay. <laughs> like, I felt my feelings. <laughs> I was a little up and down. But and I, just, I, I did I did enjoy the airport scene. I thought that yeah. was interesting. I liked that little snip yeah, of was pretty interesting. how that's going to go down. That seems so real. I there were know. just so many things in this episode where I was like, I could so so totally picture that happening. Right? I really loved that the 
killing off of Marissa Tomei caught me totally off. Oh yeah, same. And that same. I love that stuff. Like I love not. I having love a, a good real surprise. Yeah. Idea of what is actually happening. They it was built such that a well. Twist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was definitely a great. Episode. I didn't expect yeah. it from that character. I didn't expect Marissa Tomei's character to be gone so quickly. So many things that were surprising. Fantastic episode. Sure, Loved didn't it. expect that extra gruesome death. New. No. Like painful, slow dying. It was because it was like vomit and everything. It was like mm. the whole deal. It wasn't even like this is cyanide. You're gonna die in ten seconds. This is like right because she, she had, what she said. She was take alive. Few she hours was alive long enough. Yeah, to like really be super sick. Yeah, and she could have told her to take more if she wanted her to die faster. That's the messed up part, right? Is that she knew it was gonna be yeah. Well, she slow. would have died anyway. They're in the colonies. Like, no, I know she didn't that. have to I'm do anything. Saying, but she could have given her more yeah. pills if she was like looking to kill her off. Like she could have said, saying six of these every 30 minutes. <laughs> Dead in an hour and a half. <laughs> no. Yeah. But she she didn't. She so played it, which makes it even more right. full on vengeance, right? That's why Sarah likes it. Sarah's all for a vengeance person. Well, you know, got to live vicariously through the and characters. Then the Punisher, Punisher shows up and takes her. I join up together. Loved the Punisher. I watched the whole season. No, I know this about you. Yeah, I do talk about it. That's <laughs> true. Blue flames, Sarah. Who does that? Blue flames. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap up episode two of season two. We'll see you discuss episode three coming up very shortly. Thanks for joining us, everyone. You can also check out our radio station at Handmaid's Resistance Radio that is on Slacker Radio or for free on the Slacker app.